everyone. I'm so happy that my good friend Shannon Bream is here in person to share her plans and wishes for the Christmas season. You know that she and I are besties, and despite living in different cities, we're always in touch with each other, keeping up to date on what's happening in each other's lives. And as we close out this year... And think back on things that have happened, good and bad. I'm always just grateful for my family and my friends who are always there for me, including this special lady. Please welcome one half of the Bream Deem Dream Team. I got it right this time. The lovely and talented. And she always makes me laugh. Shannon Bream. Shannon Bream, you made the Dean's List. I feel so honored. Oh, stop. Honestly, no, I do. You have the best podcast. I love it. Oh, well, I love your podcast. Thank you, Living the Bream. And you can't see us right now, but we look identical. We have a matching outfits. <laughs> and as, as I said to Janice when she walked in, I'm always eating and drinking when I'm with you. But that's why we love each other. snacks in the studio. I know. Uh, I, I wish I had brought snacks. I should have brought you a coffee. No, that's okay. That's all right. I'm looking okay. forward to after... This a Dean Bream, snack? wonderful. What what's our thing? Dream. I don't the know. The Bream Dean something machine. Trouble machine. <laughs> <laughs> bail money machine. A bail money machine. Well, I'm so glad you're in person because you Me live in too. DC. But we've told everybody out there that I have a suite oh, yeah. at the Shannon Bream Sheldon Bream residence. You do it. Literally, everybody who stays in it, we tell them it's the Janice Dean suite. Like yeah. we are, we were. You were there, our very first guest when we moved into this house. And I, I think I've probably told this story, but I went. Literally, there was nothing covering the windows. We had just moved in, and I went to one day blinds. You <laughs> see what, the ads, but you, you did remember? amazing. But here's the thing: is that. I wanted to know, is it really one day blinds? Because I have somebody come to stay in this room tomorrow in the Janice Dean suite. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's one day blinds. You get them. You can't get them installed for three weeks. The, you do get the blinds in one day. That's true. But luckily, Shell's pretty handy. He's and very he, handy. He did the blinds so you didn't have to sleep with people looking at you from outside. Thank goodness. But if they find out that Sheldon can actually do the they work in one day. They try to get him as an installer. He could freelance on the side. <laughs> yes, you get the blinds in one day. They just don't get put up in one oh, day. Oh, you're the best. And you're here just for a quick trip. But, I mean, we're celebrating Christmas. Yes. Shannon Bream, if you don't know this, was born on Christmas Day. I want that to be true, but it's not true. Oh, wait. I went home from the hospital on Christmas Day. Oh, but so I was born, born on the 23rd. 23rd. What? Back when they let women stay in the hospital for a couple days, they have babies. Okay, I did know this. I was born on the 23rd. My mom was super excited because it's also Susan Lucci's birthday, <laughs> and she loved watching her on the soaps. Uh, she's going to kill me for saying that. But, yes, I have the same birthday as Susan Lucci. But do Lucci. you celebrate on Christmas Day? I, I celebrate all, all the time. I feel like the whole world is celebrating. Here's the sad part. Okay. I've got a brother whose birthday is the day after Christmas. Oh. And no one cares. <laughs> Because they're all celebrated out, they're stuffed, you open all the presents, you feel gross, you're laying around in your stretchy sweats, which is awesome. And I have to be like, hey, everybody, remember, it's Pete's birthday today. (laughs) I feel like he sort of gives the short end of the stick. Birthdays leading up to Christmas, I think, are good because you're still, everybody's festive. I knew that. I knew it was the 23rd, but for some reason. But if you want to put me on Christmas Day, I'll take it. But you are the perfect person to be someone that represents Christmas. Re- represents Christmas because well, you. you're a joy and light. Oh, and you know what? My parents, thank you. My parents gave me the middle name Noel <gasps> because of my near to Christmas birth. Very nice. So what are you and Sheldon going to be doing? Well, I am going to do Fox News Sunday on Christmas Eve. That's how I'm going to celebrate. Oh, yes. It's going to be great. You know, unfortunately, 
bad things happen sometimes around the holidays. Like we yeah. have to have news. We got to be there. But the back half of the show is also amazing people we've met during the year. Concerts with Cece Winans mm-hmm. and Toby Mack. Um, we're going to have a very special interview with Scott Hamilton, one of the most decorated uh, Olympic champions who has fought through cancer. Wow. And he has such an amazing story. And we want to focus on stories of hope. Yes. And so we're going to talk to him. How's um, he doing? He's doing great. And he is giving back in so many amazing ways, as you would expect. Mm-hmm. He's using his star power and the next generation of skaters to do events that raise money for cancer and things. Oh, so so we're going to do news of the day because we got to have that. Um, but we're also going to do stories of hope for the holiday. And oh. then off to my beloved Florida. Oh, yes. That's so fantastic. To mm-hmm. see Marie. That's right. She'll be there waiting, waiting to cream me on the pickleball court. Is she doing the pickleball? She is doing the pickleball. I also bought her because what I like about pickleball are the outfits. That's <laughs> there any, are outfits? any. Well, yeah, they're technically probably like tennis outfits, okay. but people are now, you know, just jumping on the bandwagon like pickleball outfits, and I'm like, well, I'll buy that, of course. Is the skirt longer than the knee? Because that I will pick that up. <laughs> this is not the Charleston 1920s version <laughs> of pickleball because that's the kind of pickleball outfit I would. I like wear. a skirt though. I like a little <laughs> skirt, and it's got the little shorts underneath, so it hides. Okay. The Yes, I love right? that. And so I have I, a bathing suit like that. <laughs> Remember we talked about this before? My bathing suit has a hoop skirt. <laughs> I would wear, I wish they would uh, make a, well, actually they do. It's like a Spanx swimsuit. <laughs> but here's the thing. That's only right, covering. That's what surfers wear. Okay, but the, oh, well, oh like a wetsuit. <laughs> We're going to start wearing wetsuits to lay out in the pool. <laughs> I like that because I'm always like, okay, they do have it these. It sucks everything in. Right, because I like the swimsuits that do that. But right where they cut off, everything blobs out. Like, I need the full body coverage. I don't need it to just cut off like the bun because then there's a lump outside of that. I know you and I, we managed to talk about swimsuits pretty much every time we're together. Right. Like I say, we're always eating. And then we're talking about why swimsuits don't look better on us. I am going to come out with a Janice Dean scuba suit. And I will have the add-on accessory hoop skirt that goes over it. Oh, my goodness. Do people at home, listen, tweet us right now. Do you think we're crazy? (laughs) A scale of one to ten. Bail money right now. Yeah. Um, Okay, so the other thing... (laughs) Oh, just uh, the visual of us wearing like these full body <laughs> scuba suits before we go into the ocean. It's like 3000 degrees outside in Miami. And we're like, wait, I got to get my insulated scuba suit on my wetsuit. Well, then, you know, also it protects us from the sun. Which is a serious thing. Yes, it is. We can do that. Will they be long sleeved? Oh, absolutely. Uh, the ankle? I can't. I will not. I haven't worn long sleeves or short sleeves in a very long time. I just don't love it. I don't. Although, you know, when you had your special wedding ceremony on your 10th anniversary. You know what? Yes. Um, you had a beautiful dress and there was some sheerness going on. Right. And well, I'm wearing a short sleeve thing and I look at the picture. I'm like, why did I do that? No, you looked amazing. Mm-mm. I did have a sleeveless, but what I did was I put over a little shawl. It was beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for that. I mean, that was, so that was our 10 year anniversary. <laughs> Clocking back how many times, how many years it's, it's been? 2017. When was it? Oh my gosh. I can't remember now. Wait. It was I- pre, pre-COVID. It was. Pre-COVID. So it must have been, I think, two. Oh, it was 2017. Married? It was 2017. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Because Sean and I got married at City Hall 
in 2007. Mm -hmm. So we really didn't have the full church experience. So Sean was the one on our 10th anniversary coming up. He said, why don't we get married at a church in a church? Sweet. And the kids were helped out. We're little altar boys. Yep. And you were there. And I I was a flower girl. You were amazing. And then you, you (laughs) read, you had a reading. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was beautiful. It was, it was a, it was a wonderful day. Mm -hmm. Um, and we should do that again. Let's do it again. Who's next? Mm. My anniversary's in a, a on the 30th. How so long have you weeks. guys known each other? 28 years we've been married. What? I know we're old. You're not old. Well, we are young at heart. Yes. Um. Yeah, it's crazy when I say that because we were at dinner with my amazing assistant, Sammy, mm-hmm. and her friend, one of her roommates, and we're talking about dating and, I, you know, it's just such a different world now for how it works for mm-hmm. youngins. Yep. And they were asking us questions about when you know you should stay with somebody or break up with them or we're just having all these chats in there. How long have you guys been married? And I'm like, longer than you've been alive. <laughs> Yikes. <sighs> well, it's, I mean, it's a good thing to talk about, I think, you know, because this is a different world. There's mm-hmm. all sorts of online dating and they're texting to get to know each other. And I really feel like we need to tell the stories of how we met our spouses yeah. and how we chatted with them. There was no online dating. There was no right. texting. You actually had to talk on the phone. Talk on the phone. Right? With a big cord. Oh, yeah. And my mom would be like, don't talk more than 20 minutes. That's trashy. <laughs> trashy? You've got to play hard to get. Oh, that's funny. Marie no, giving like, dating tips. Marie was like, you do not get on the phone and stay on there all night with oh. these young men. You leave them wanting more. Wow. Marie was a rules girl without knowing she was a rules girl. And okay. people really hate on that stuff. Like, oh, it's so backwards and old fashioned. But I find that, you know, leaving people wanting more, yeah. a little bit hard to get. The guy has to pursue you like that. Yeah. could be a nice thing. I think so. That's a good. So did she like Shell right away? Uh, yes. How oh, could you okay. not love of course. the show right away? Yep. That, it, it, listen, it proceeded very quickly in the beginning. Um, we were joking the other day about our, our first date. At the end of it, I thought we'd had this great time. He takes me back to the house where I was living with this wonderful family when I was in college. And I'm waiting and waiting, waiting for him to get out and open the door and walk me up to the door and stuff. Yes. And finally, I'm like, I think this guy just wants me to get out of the car. I don't think this went very well. I thought it was going well. Yeah. So I get out of the car and like, bye. Yeah. And like walk myself up to the front door. Like, oh, I'm not going to hear from him again. His side of it is so cute because he's like, I just couldn't think straight. I just went home and told my roommates we're getting married. What? So he said, I just forgot everything (laughs) about like opening the door or doing anything for you. So I He was just thinking of the rest of your life He said, when you're planning the wedding, you have to get Ah. home, like in your brain, Ah. which I think is really sweet. So So. did did he call right away? How did that go? Well, the next day, I remember um, I went to church with a friend of mine who was a guy and he saw us there and he thought it was a date, like a church Mm. date. I don't know. Well, Um, it could be a church date. That's trust me. There are much worse places to meet somebody than at church. Um, and so I think that kind of sped things up because he was like, what was that? Was that oh. a date? And Did he ask like, you? I don't remember if he exactly asked, but he was sort of kind of hemming Fishing. and high around like, oh, I saw you guys at church. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, there, there were some stops and starts, but eventually okay. we really, you know, got down the path and we were talking about last night, like we would have eloped two or three months, six months into this. We probably would have done that. My parents would have murdered us. Yeah. And I was going into law school and my dad was really insistent, like, please get through school. I want you to do that before you get married. Mm. And so um, that put the brakes on that. But there were many times during those three years of law school that were like, let's just go get married. Yeah. But God bless that he waited. Yeah. I love it. Mm -hmm. 30 years. So what what do you got planned? Do you think you're planning something? 
Um, like a trip I somewhere? Don't no, we had big plans for 25 and mm-hmm. COVID. Oh yeah, which was a bummer and wah, wah. just ruined a lot of things for a lot of people, including their lives. Um, so I feel bad complaining about a trip. You know, it was just so devastating on so many levels. Um, but we 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 want to do I think like Australia, New Zealand, and oh. so maybe we're at 28 now. So maybe for 30, we'll try okay. To do that. I love it. And we'll be back with more of the Janice Dean podcast right after this. Uh, what are your big plans? You don't make any New Year's resolutions, mm. do you? I love it. It's always to lose 15 pounds. It's always <laughs> the same resolution every year. And I do good the first half of yeah, the year. Yeah, I know. You I, and I have talked to each other. Listen, we try to coach each other. I like a detox. Like, I love the first of the year. And I do always do lose like 10 or 15 pounds. I love it. But we're on the, the road next year for election stuff for 2024. Yeah. And so that always makes things really crazy. I do great until like September. And then it's like I'm off the wagon until January. And then it's and then like I'm ready to we got to get ready to celebrate Christmas. I know, and I know. So, start um, scarfing down all the delicious foods. Oh, so good. I always want to read more. Yep. You know our buddy Dana Prino. She so inspires me. She gets through so many books every year. Yeah. And she's really great for recommendations based on what you want to do. She reads everything. I was with her at dinner the other night. And she pulled out her phone and has the list of all the books she's read this year. Oh They're wow. There's like fifty or sixty books on there. Yikes. So I love to read, mm-hmm. but I am also working on a new book. So <gasps> I got a lot to do. You just gave me a scoop. What? <gasps> yeah. You never told me this. Is it within the group? This is it. it no, this is um, a fiction book. No, so, you did tell me about I've this. I've got to get this done so that publishers can look at a manuscript because I've never done it before. I don't know if it's going to be But this has been good. a dream of yours. It has been. And so we'll see if it turns into a nightmare or if it actually gets done. Have but you I, started writing yes, it? Yes, Okay. And so my goal is to get it done in 24 and then see if it's any good. How does it feel? Um, I love it so much. It feels like a little labor of love and a dream, like in my heart. Whenever I work on it, I get such happy Happy when did meals. you come up with the idea? I literally a year or two ago, I was laying in bed. And you know when you're kind of groggy in the morning, which you know because you get up at like Yeah, I'm groggy one. right now. <laughs> it's midday, we're <laughs> groggy. Um, but you're kind of in that state where your brain is almost like a dream like kind mm-hmm. of like you're thinking about things, you're not up, you're not ready to start the day. And this whole story sort of downloaded Stop. into my brain. I feel like divine intervention. Yes. And so now I've had to try to put meat on the bones of the story. Like how do I fill out the skeleton? I know how it ends, I know the wow. where it starts and everything. Um, and so I'm just trying to get better at my descriptive writing and my building characters and all those things I haven't done before. So how do you do it? Do you do you write a an outline? Whenever I get a chunk of the story, okay, because it'll come to me. Yeah, um, I will stop and furiously like type out that part. And so I'm like, okay, these are all puzzle pieces that will come together. Um, but I've talked to a lot of really accomplished fiction authors to say like, what's your formula? How do you do it? And everybody has a different way of doing it. Really? Yeah. So I feel like, okay, I'm just going to have to figure this out. Just this like, is awesome. You know, in writing a book, when you haven't done it before, you're like, ooh, this is overwhelming. How do I do it? And then you find yes. your way of doing you it. You do. And you get better and quicker at yep. it. Um, but this is a new thing. So I'll figure it out. When do you find you write the best? The, this is going to sound terrible. Very bougie. Um, but whenever I get a massage... occasionally like on vacation or something I'll get a massage and that whole time my brain is just clicking (gasps) because no phone no email nobody can do anything yes and I will sign up for the longest one they'll do if there was a six hour massage (laughs) I would sign up for that well it depends you gotta have a nice a good person there's yes if you have a good person but I feel like 
I, when I'm on the table getting the massage thing, I never want it to be over. It's never like, this is enough. Wrap it up. You know what I mean? It's always like, gosh, I could do this for two more hours. Um, but my brain gets so much done on writing them because I always will get up and go to the computer after that when I get home and have all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's The moral of the story is we have to de- deconnect. We, uh, the moral of the story is we need massages every day. <laughs> <laughs> you know what part of... Uh, Fox News Sunday that I really love is when you get people from either side of the aisle to talk about their faith. Yeah. I love those interviews mm-hmm. because I feel like we need them now more than ever. Yeah. The world is so divisive and mm-hmm. but to have a common theme of coming together because of a higher power is really powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of my favorite interviews on that front, we had a couple of um folks from either side of the aisle that are in a Bible study together in the Senate. And these people do not vote the same way on a lot of things, but they're committed to being in there together. And when somebody's had a loss, a spouse, a child, whatever, they've just really closed ranks and love on each other and care for each other. And at the end of the day, this group will say, we want we don't want poverty. We don't want people to live in fear. We want crime to be solved. We want people to have a living wage. We see different ways of getting there, but we at least respect each other that we know we're here for the good of the common man. Like we want to make things better yeah. for every American. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, when you're sitting in there and you're talking about your faith, it really takes down some of the walls and it definitely takes down the vitriol. And they're able to see each other as human beings working toward the same goals, even if they have different ways of getting there. Mm-hmm. So faith is important. And and, and others that I've talked to, um, you know, Congressman Adam Smith is very, he was, he's written this book that is amazing in how transparent it is and his struggle with mental health and chronic pain. And he talks about faith too, and how that has helped him through some of the darkest things. Mm. So I think for a lot of people on the Hill, it's a part of their life. And if, yeah. it, if it, you know, works in a way that can make things better for the American people, then that's a good common ground to have. How are you preparing for 2024? Hmm. Um, well, I, you know, I had an interesting conversation with, and I, this is sound ridiculous. I'm talking about massages and now I'm going to talk about my therapist. Um, no, that's important. I have Mental a health. really good one and I love it because she's just a good objective voice that sometimes mm-hmm. I need to hear from her. Like, oh, I'm struggling with X. How do I work this out? And I was talking with her and I said, I realized that a lot of decisions I make are from a place of fear. Nobody wants to fail, like fear of failure or fear of getting things wrong, that kind of thing. And I just told her, like, for 2024, what I really want to think about is just making decisions based on what's the best decision for whatever it is, personal or professional. But I don't want to do it from a fearful place. Hmm. Do it from a place of, like, joy and excitement and life and all of its opportunities. Because I think there is a difference when you're constantly worried about – I deal with anxiety. And I think that when you're a person who thinks, like, oh, when's the other shoe going to drop on me? Um that can suck some of the joy out of your life. Yeah. So I really like the idea of making decisions not based on the fear part of it or the failure part of it, but what could be the best case scenario? What are the good things that could come from this mm-hmm. instead of worrying about the bad? It's hard to imagine. You know, you've you've done such wonderful things during your career. You know, I love the story about how that one news director was like, you're never going to do anything in this business. Right. You're the worst person I've ever seen on TV. I cannot believe I hope he, he thinks I'm that. a little better if he sees me now. <laughs> Have I improved? But there must be something like when you go on television and almost pinch yourself. Like, thank oh, goodness 100%. you didn't listen to that guy. Yeah. And I do have this little mantra I like to say into the camera as the show is starting is humbly grateful. Mm. Like humble that there's so many people who helped me along the way. 
Um, hopefully I got better and it was honest with myself, like watch your tapes. Okay. There's plenty of room for improvement. I always think there's room for improvement. So, but grateful for the people who, um, that guy spoke truth probably over me at that point early in my career, but for people who helped me when I had nothing to offer them in exchange, I think of people like Sage Steele and Elaine Cajano, people that I knew early on in my career that have been super successful themselves and they're good people Hmm. and just thinking, I am every day so grateful for what we get to do and the stories we get to cover and the people we get to meet. Like it is a huge blessing. It's hard covering a war. I mean, Mm -hmm. and it's how do you do you compartmentalize Mm -hmm. all of that stuff? How do you deal with it? I try to, but I think there are some stories that are so overwhelming that you're just you're emotionally impacted by it. I think none of us want to become so dead to what we do that we're able to say, like, I can flip this switch off and on. I just don't think it's we would be human beings. Yeah. Um, COVID was a big story like that for me because it was so painful for so many people so quickly. Mm-hmm. And we were all part of the story. There was nobody who was like, I'm not going to get COVID and it's yeah. not going to touch my family. It's not going to touch anybody I love mm-hmm. or my job or my kids or their school. Everybody was a part of that story. So it, you, we lived that 24 hours a day. Nobody could turn that off. The war is really hard because the images... Um, the children that you see, the people that have been orphaned, um, and I mean all over the place, in Israel and Gaza, like these are human beings. And yes. it's war is just ugly. And it's there's no easy resolution to it. It's yeah. just one of those things that I pray for peace. I pray for um, the sparing of innocent lives. And um, I think that's the best we can do. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back with more of the Janice Dean podcast right after this. Your faith is a huge part of your life. Um, as we go into the Christmas season, you know, what are the some of the stories that you like to remember? You know, what? I love the Advent season where you're in this anticipation and thinking about what it means, what the Christmas story really means, because it's easy to get caught up in all the festivities. I love that stuff, too. The, I put up my tree in October this year. You did? I did. Wow. My boo was on a trip and I said to him, I can't take it. This world is so awful. I am starting Christmas now. I listen to Christmas music all year. And so I said, I'm going to put up the tree and stuff. And he's like, don't go up in the attic when I'm not there. It's dangerous, whatever. Well, he didn't say anything about ordering stuff that came directly to the door, <laughs> front door. And then I could just set it up from there. So he walks through the door and he came. So he's like, you really did it. I was like, yep, wow. I put up. So I started the Christmas tree and like some lights and garland on the mantle, just, you know, some things to brighten things up. Um, but, and while I love all that stuff, I've got this really good Advent book that I'm going through every day now that says like, gosh, the wonder of what was going to happen of God. Actually, if you believe that, that God chose to be a human being and come down here and walk among us, like what a sacrifice who would leave heaven to come here and be, you know, reviled and rejected by the people that you came to save. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think about the great sacrifice that Christ made in coming for me, as much as I love Christmas, I love Easter even more because that's the other end yeah. of the story. But yeah. what a hopeful thing. I mean, we need hope in mm-hmm. the world right now. So I love Advent and kind of celebrating and anticipating and looking to that arrival. Christmas movies that you love? Mm, Christmas Vacation. Yes. I love Chevy it so Chase. much. Chevy Chase. Yes. And, the original. Um, the original Christmas Vacation. I love it. And I can quote all of it. You can. Oh, yeah. We Give saw me a couple the, of We lines. saw it the other night when, you know, when Cousin Eddie shows up, he's <laughs> like the best character. Yes. And um, he's like, are you surprised, Clark? And he's like, if I woke up with my head sewn to the carpet tomorrow, Eddie, I couldn't have been more surprised. <laughs> so they're just like we, my family, we know every line. We're basically the Griswold. So I love that. But classic White Christmas. Yeah. I love Rosemary Clooney. And I mean, all of them. Danny Kaye. I had such mm. a big crush on him. Mm-hmm. And so I love those. What about you? I love Elf. Yes. Yeah. 
Uh, and a couple of years ago, there was a hotel that had an inspired uh, elf room that you could go into based on could the movie. Could you stay there? Yeah, you could. Oh. We did a whole package on it on Fox oh. and Friends, and I brought the family. And we did How the whole fun. thing where we, we did the pasta and we put like a candy on yes, top the and the syrup, syrup and everything. Yeah, we did that. It was did terrible. Did you try it? I did. Yeah. Did the kids try it? They did. Did they like it? Uh, uh, the combination I, I, is scary. It, yes. We did it for the camera. Okay. Uh, and then afterwards it was like, we never need, need to do that again. <laughs> One uh, and done. But that was fun. You know, I love the Grinch. Oh, uh, yeah. What else? I mean, I love the Charlie Brown Christmas. Yes. Right? Um, all of those classics. Right. Do you like the old little specials like Rudolph? Yes. And whatever. The anim- whatever it's yes, called. Yes, 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 Love that. So Love innocent Rudolph. and sweet and funny yep. compared to now. With the, now, could like- my kids watch uh, Christmas Vacation or is there some naughty you stuff You know in what? There? There's a little bit of naughty, but if you watch it, it's on the networks all the time. It's right. pretty cleaned up okay. on the networks. And you know who's in that movie? Julia Louis-Dreyfus is no. the horrible next-door neighbor, and she's such an unlikable person. Really? She's so good at it in this movie, yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's an a good early one. one with her, yeah. What about best Christmas gift you ever got? Oh, gosh, that is so tricky. Um, best Christmas gifts. I feel like I, every year, want something dumb like gift cards. You like gift cards. I like gift cards. Um, I will say this year... My team at work, this tells you, I got to stop talking about my weird stuff. Um, they got me a massage <laughs> for Christmas. Thank you, Fox News Sunday team. I love it. I love it. Because they're like, go write that book. Where is the place that you go? Have I been? I know you and I um, have gone. Is it close by? where we have gone. Where have we gone in D.C.? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I am thinking about so this I'm story. Thinking about, like, we uh, can tell how do we story. tell the story? Okay, you um, have to go. Tell uh, the story. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so Janice comes to visit me, and we decide to get massages. And we go to this really nice hotel that I've never been to before, but they've opened a spa, and we're like, yeah, let's go there for the day and get massages. Now, I always ask for a female. Yes, because I, I do, do not want a dude I know, rubbing it's, on it's, me. I, it feels weird. Not that there's anything wrong with no, that. No, I mean, some people feel like they're much stronger. They yep. like them. I've had really strong female masseuses, mm-hmm. but I prefer female yep, if I'm going to be disrobed. That's mm-hmm. just me. Um, personal preference. So I, we get there and they're like, well... Well, one of the people is a guy, and I'm like, I'll take it, Janice. I'll take the guy. Because <laughs> so you're so nice. You're such a good friend. Because we both like the female masseuses, right. but you were so nice to me. So I'll take the, the... She goes off with the female. My guy comes in, and he smiles. <laughs> and one of his teeth is sparkling. <laughs> he had, like, a diamond or something in his tooth. <laughs> And that's all I could see <laughs> in the massage room is he's smiling and it's like sparkling at me, this tooth. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh no, this massage is going to be really long and not relaxing. This is going to be the one massage I want to be over. And so I go in there and um, I am ready for my massage and he comes in and he says something like, as he's rubbing my body, something like, oh, you're in such great shape. <laughs> Which you should not say. It's just creepy. That's maybe back when I was in good shape. <laughs> so I'm thinking. 
now. I think this guy thinks like, okay, this woman's over 40. I might have been 50 by then. I don't know. And he was just trying to be flattering, which maybe some women like, I don't like it. I want you to think that I look terrible and you're just doing the massage to get it over with. I don't want to feel like there's any possibility that you think I look good without clothes on with your sparkle tooth. So... So I come out of the massage. All I can think of is this guy with a sparkle tooth going, you're You're in such good shape. (laughs) And so Janice, we meet back up in the relaxation room. And she's like, how did it go? And I start telling her this story. And we basically get kicked out of the relaxation room. Oh, wow. I mean. We get kicked out of a lot of places. I don't know if kicked out is the right word. Best to leave. Yeah, I mean, that that massage, did you go the full 60 minutes? I Whatever it was, I was like, just think of the Lord and get, <laughs> think uh, just Lord. think of the Lord. Get oh my God, I don't know right, if, the, here. if the people that are listening find this as hilarious as we they do, don't. because we've told this story many I know, times and I love it so much. But you got to see Sparkle Tooth. <laughs> they are, they don't have the visual of Sparkle Tooth, so... Just ask for the female provider, ladies. If that's what you're comfortable with, ask for the female provider. He smiles, and then the glint. I feel like there was a sound effect when he smiled. Right, right, right. Yeah. You're in such good shape. You're in such good shape. (laughs) Oh, well. I don't know how we top that, really. Uh, This was supposed to be a Christmas podcast. There there were shades of Christmas. Right. Um, It's going to be a wonderful Christmas. Uh, You know, I'm praying. I'm praying for... An easy 2024. I'm not sure that that's going to happen. Girl, you know there's an election, right? I know. And I'm so glad that I do the weather. (laughs) Amen and amen. I will let you handle all the other stuff. Well, I hope 2024 means I see you more. I would agree. I just love you so much. Say hi to Marie. Say hi to that wonderful husband of yours. What about Biscuit? She wants to Biscuit Dream. Oh, my goodness. She says hi to Lola. We... We have to get those two together because when I do visit you, Biscuit has a look. Like when you come in, it's just like, are you going to give me a treat? That's all she cares about 24-7. Yes. Are you going to pet me and are you going to give me a treat? Mm -hmm. You can let me break all the rules that my mom wants. And Biscuit will put her head on your lap for as long as it takes. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't take long with me. I'm a sucker. (laughs) I just am totally worn down. And then when Shannon and I do get together... There is a trip to the grocery store where we get all of the snacks Dunky Dunks. that we love. Mm-hmm. The Dunky Dunks, the cookies that have the icing in the separate little mm-hmm. uh, container. Right. You dip the cookie in the mm-hmm. icing as much as you want. Yeah. And then a gift from heaven. And then we go back to designing the head to toe wetsuits <laughs> as a result <laughs> of the Dunky so Dunks. What if what if Dunky Dunks was like a sponsor of the Janice Dean line of wetsuits? Oh. Could all come together. Because we could it it could come as like a package. What on if there was a the pocket in the wetsuit for your Dunky Dunks? In it's not called Dunky Dunks. We made that we up. We made that up. I don't know what it is, but if it's basically cookies with a container of frosting, then we call them Dunky who Dunks. Want that? It and why like... wouldn't they want a partnership with uh <clears throat> with the Janice um, wetsuit? Very long uh Dunkaroos? Dunkaroos? Is that what they're called? How do you know we that? We have an expert. We have an expert. Oh, okay. my goodness. Hmm. I like it. We have just been schooled. D- Dunkaroos. I mean, have you tried the Dunkaroos? Oh, uh, yum. I just end up with Junkaroo in my Junkaroo. <laughs> That's what we can call the, the swimsuit. swimsuit. <laughs> the Junkaroo. Okay, I like it. With a pocket for your Dunkaroos. <laughs> to hide all the junk. Right. Junky junk. In the trunk. Junky because junk of the in dunk. the trunk.
Oh, my goodness. Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, I hope you come back again soon. I will. Love you, friend. Merry I love Christmas. you, too. Merry Christmas. Mwah. Thanks to my bestie, Shannon Breen, for joining me today and celebrating the holidays, reminding us about what's important despite the news, which can be so frightening and dark. I love to laugh, and she makes me laugh. We have to hold on to what's dear to us because you really never know what's going to happen in a year, a month, or a day from now. So I'm so grateful for our friendship. And to all of you, thank you for listening to this podcast, which is such an honor for me to do every week. I look forward to many more great conversations in the year ahead. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. 